that's the knee-jerk apology. There's nothing wrong with it except that it doesn't allow for what we're trying to do today, which is a genuine, effective apology. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson is going to share with you some next-level apology skills. Stay tuned. So I was visiting a friend not too long ago, and he told me a story that I wanted to share with you. They had some friends over for dinner, and they told them to go grab a wine bottle from the rack so that they could have it with dinner. And the guests went over and grabbed the bottle from the Hitched Wine Club. And immediately the couple replied, no, 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 not that one. That's our special wine. And so I want you and your spouse to have your own special wine too. And that's why I keep mentioning the Hitched Wine Club each week. Our wines are 100% guaranteed. The shipping is free. There are no membership fees. You can cancel at any time. So if you're already buying wine, let us send you your own special wine that you and your spouse can tell your guests to don't touch. (laughs) Uh, We are running a fantastic deal right now. So visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. (laughs) Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. And uh, we today are going to talk about how to give a genuine effective apology. And we know how important forgiveness is in a marriage and that apologies are an important part of asking for forgiveness, which in turn makes it easier for the offended spouse to forgive. But a lot of times our apologies don't really work. A spouse may continue to hold that grudge or all too common, continue to bring up the bad behavior and unrelated arguments. So, Noelle, I will ask you, what's up with that? Why isn't an apology enough? Why can't we just say we're sorry? Which would be lovely because most of us mean it when we say, I'm sorry. But here's the thing. First of all, apologies are only as good as the behavioral changes that follow them. I mean, that's that's common sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, you bounced a couple of checks written on the household account. You apologize. You mean it. You promise to keep better track of what's going in and out of the account. Well, the apology is sufficient if, indeed, you fulfill your promise and you quit bouncing checks. But the less obvious reason, and this is really why we're discussing this today, the less obvious reason an apology often isn't enough is that it's too superficial. Hmm. You've said the words, but you haven't given your spouse the space to express themselves enough and in a way that allows your spouse to feel truly heard. Okay, so what like what do you mean by that? Well, there's a world of difference, Steve, between listening with your ears and listening with your heart in a way that makes your spouse feel heard. We all have too much to do, you know, like all the time. And so much emphasis is put on deadlines and schedules and all that that far too little time is accorded to the human need for expression. Yet listening with your heart doesn't take much time, and it makes a tremendous difference in the quality of your relationship. 
And the good news is, listening with your heart isn't just a new age foo-foo expression. (laughs) There is actually a technique to the darn thing. I mean, you know me, I'm the scientist first and foremost, so I'm not going to go with, I mean, I I love things that are intuitive, but I'm going to always ask why or how. Yeah. So the listening with your heart, I'm sorry, is is the first step in a deeper, more meaningful apology, because that's really where we're at today, that will go a long way toward resolving what the problem was. Okay. Uh, Now I'm going to play the scientist here. Why and how (laughs) do you listen with your heart? Okay. Here we go. There's seven steps to this. They're really very, very obvious once you say them. Okay. But they, and they need to be taken in sequence and they work really well. And the first is going to sound so weird, Steve. But don't start off by apologizing. Apologizing is the right thing to do, but it's not the place to start. The right place to start is by listening. Okay. Because here's the thing. You don't apologize out of thin air, usually. Usually you apologize because your spouse says, "Uh, I don't like this, or that hurt, or why'd you do that, or something like that. So, step number two. Stop whatever you are doing and really listen to your mate. Listen with your eyes as well as your ears. Look at your spouse as they tell you how they feel about the way you hurt them or you inconvenience them or whatever it is that they are upset about. So is Don't one text. And, I'm sorry. Is one and two both to listen or is there a different type of listening that you're doing? Well, number one is refrain from immediately apologizing oh okay so don't apologize number one that's the knee jerk that's the knee jerk isn't it steve i mean your your spouse says that hurt or or i'm upset about that and of course since you love your spouse you say oh i'm sorry honey yeah that's the knee jerk apology there's nothing wrong with it except that it doesn't allow for what we're trying to do today which is a genuine effective apology okay got it. the key word being effective so, number one is don't start by apologizing. Got it. Number okay. two is instead, listen. Okay. And listen both with your eyes and your ears. Sounds so basic, but here's the thing. Most of us will text, tweet, fidget, fix dinner, mm-hmm. go for the remote, file our nails. We will do something. Pick up the, pick up the dirty line. Whatever. We, we love will do multi-task. something while we are listening. Yeah. We do, we do, we do. And the thing is, we, we all have so much going on. It's, it's almost impossible not to multitask. But it's very important to give your spouse your complete and undivided attention. Here comes the next step. Okay. Resist the temptation to defend yourself. Ooh, this is the part where this you is- almost have to put... Duct tape on your mouth. I was going to say, this one seems like this would be the hardest because I think most people, as soon as they feel threatened, the first thing they they, they do is start defending whatever it is that they begin to apologize for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you like to think of yourself as a good person. 99.9% of the time, you probably are a good person. And even when you've hurt your mate, it's usually not deliberate, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, You know that one of my other hats is uh, I work as a trial consultant, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference between injury and inadvertent injury. And most of us, when we hurt our spouse by a comment or a behavior or whatever, it's inadvertent, meaning you didn't mean to hurt them. You were off doing something or other. 
and yet it hurt your spouse. So, of course, there's a natural tendency to jump in with your explanations, excuses, defenses, and rationalizations. Did I miss any? No. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting, too, because some – when we – when we do these things, even though they weren't intentional, it doesn't matter that it wasn't intentional because the hurt Correct. is still their hurt. Correct. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things for us, to us, all of us, me, you, our listeners. It's one of the hardest things to wrap your head around, which is, look, since I didn't mean to hurt my spouse, why make such a big deal out of it? Well, it's what you said, Steve. It's that just because you didn't mean to hurt someone doesn't mean they didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's rough. So this step number three is called resist, resist, resist. Do not defend yourself. Don't explain. Don't do anything. And then comes number four. Acknowledge what your spouse feels. Now, notice, Steve, that as I'm going through these steps, the, all the attention is on the spouse, meaning the person that is hurt. Uh-huh. And that's something we usually completely... Uh, ride roughshod over in our haste to get to the apology and absolve ourselves of feeling bad, frankly. You know, you want to kind of get it over with. So it's interesting because you're right. The the apology, whether we think of it this way or not, half of the time, most of the time, it's to make ourselves feel better, to get that guilt off of our chest. Uh, But Mm -hmm. really when you're trying to deliver an effective genuine apology it's to make the other person feel better that is correct that is correct and it's sometimes not even as um how would i say this the motivation is often just to get things back to normal Mm. it's even if you're not feeling horribly guilty you know like your explanation is well i really couldn't help it whatever yeah is you want things to get back to normal meaning happy where you guys usually are yeah. And so there's that rush to, um, I'm sorry, hon. And you mean it. I mean, I, I, we're not talking about insincere apologies here. We're just talking about ineffective ones. Yeah, we're talking, so we, uh, you know, a lot of these podcasts are like Marriage 101. This is like the next step of that. <laughs> this is, we're not trying right. to give you like, this is, you know, things are good. We're trying to help you be more effective. Exactly. So we're in step number four. You acknowledge what your spouse feels. And let me give you an example because that always helps. Let's say your spouse is upset that you you kind of rushed through date night, okay? You had some other stuff to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really feel like a real date to them at all. So your acknowledgement might be it was really uncomfortable for you to be rushed like that. Or you felt really ignored like I wasn't paying attention to your needs. All the attention is over there on your spouse reflecting back essentially what they said to you so that they know you understood. Uh-huh. There's your acknowledgement, right? Rather than just going, sorry, hon, <laughs> which is nice. But like you said, it's marriage 101. Yeah. And, and this is certainly a level deeper. Then comes step number five. Now, okay. if you thought that step, if you thought the resist the temptation to defend was, 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 challenging well, try I, this one I, I well i will say i think um number four acknowledging what your mm-hmm. spouse feels helps with not defending yourself because rather than thinking just to apologize or to you know i like that these are sequential in this in this way because the technique is listen and then acknowledge and it kind of takes away some of the other steps in between 
if you just think like, okay, what are they saying? Now reiterate that to them that you heard them, right. which is part of the steps in between. Like you can't acknowledge what they're saying if you're not listening. So that's why that step is in there. Right. Uh, but I think it helps to do those like knee jerk reactions that you were talking about. Yes. And, you know, I'll tell you, you can just run this little experiment if you want to see how important it is to listen with your eyes as well as your ears, is try walking away from someone or simply turning your back when they're speaking to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't if try this unlucky, with your spouse. They'll club you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> try it with your spouse and you'll have a divorce. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of the rudest things we can do. And yet we do it all the time. So acknowledge, you know, Listen and acknowledge means essentially just stay put, listen, and reflect so the person feels heard. It's not enough it, to, to just say stuff. You have to make sure that they feel heard, and that's mm-hmm. the acknowledge portion. So here comes the next step, okay, which five. is number five, be courageous enough to ask genuinely, is there anything else? Mm. Now that is can be unbelievably painful. Yeah. You're already standing there going, I feel like such a you know for having, I don't know, forgotten the laundry or bounced the check or missed our anniversary or whatever. You're already feeling, mm-mm. You've asked for, you know, you, you've acknowledged that your spouse feels really hurt and dismissed and so forth because of your behavior. And now you're going to go, is there anything else? Yeah, you're, you're giving I, them permission to open up the can of worms. You are. You are. And quite frankly, if you haven't been truly listening to your spouse for a long time, this could be messy. There could be piles and piles of resentful feelings built up. Mm. But um, if you listen, yes. I was just going to say, I think part of this step is also mm. how you get that phrase of phrase across. Yes. Because they could tell you how they feel and then you, oh, anything else? And right, it could be a, right. in a de- kind of, dismissive tone, yeah. um, which could smart really, ally. Yeah, it could go down real, uh, you know, spiral out of control real fast. Which means, frankly, that there, and I'm I'm sure other of your um, podcast people have have addressed this. Is there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, "Okay, I'm really scared to 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 do this, but I I want to clear the air between us." So on this this one thing here, is there anything else that you, you want to express? I mean, you can start by saying, I'm scared to death of asking this. Because mm. that actually expresses, emotes a little bit of humility into the conversation. It does. Yeah. It does. And it tells them, look, I'm, I'm not coming from a place of, yeah, anything else? <laughs> and then an expletive at the end of it. I mean, <laughs> you're yeah. coming from that place. You're, you're coming from a genuine place of, I, I want to clear the air between us. I, I want this to be a full, um, you know, complete. So we're done, basically. So we really are done when we've completed this apology and, and we're not going to rehash this thing. Well, this right? also takes it to another level because what you were talking about before about how uh, you're trying to get things back to just being normal or happy. This is actually going deeper than that to uh, – a new level of happiness. So not just normal, but the next level of satisfaction in your relationship. Right. And it's, you know, we are assuming that you are in a pretty good place with your spouse already when we go to this, you know, marriage 2.0 
version of apologies because if you have not been listening to your spouse, if you've just been shining on whatever bothers them or hurts them or inconveniences them, you're likely to get, you know, three days worth of monologue here. (laughs) And that's not what we're after. In other words, if you've been going along doing pretty darn well, and then you'll be not necessarily comfortable, but willing to say, okay, I'm kind of scared to ask, but I I want this to be complete. So is, is there anything else about this that you need to, to tell me. And I'm using the tone of voice I would use. Uh-huh. Which is I, and I think a that could be scared. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that could be hard for some time for some people because you know, there is emotion built into this and we're, we're we are removed from any kind of a situation where somebody's been hurt. And Correct. uh you know, when you're apologizing for something uh, that probably means somebody was hurt or offended or there was some emotion that yep. was received on the other person. And so they might not be very calm and demanding or, you know, they might not even be demanding an apology, but they might not be as calm as we're just going to talk about this. They could be, Correct. you know, really laying into you. So keeping sure. a calm demeanor could be a difficult thing to achieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the good news is that if you start doing this, well, First of all, hopefully you won't have too many things to apologize for. But also, you'll be clear, cleaning up messes as we go along yeah. in the marriage, so to speak, which is a lot better than throwing stuff under the rug, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then we have you know this monster of a problem to try yeah. to deal with. Marriage 3.0 so, Marriage three point oh, when you think <laughs> ahead of time so you don't have to apologize later on. That is so correct. That is so true. Yes. And then, so finally, finally we're at step number six, which is called apologize. All right. Now is the time to apologize graciously and honestly. Just, I'm really sorry that I, I hurt you. I'm sorry I, I caused you a worry. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. You still don't need to defend or justify. The apology is sufficient. So, because I think now, this is a, I think this gets back to this. I think this is the tough part because, like step number three of not defending yourself, I think we, to, and a lot, I think a lot of times it's to make ourselves feel better to, to, to as you pointed out, justify our actions. Sure. Uh, but you're saying that's not necessary. Just apologize no. for what was done because you did what you did, right? Like it doesn't matter right. why you did it. You, you did what no. you did and they felt bad about it. So it doesn't matter mm. why. Now, does now that what you'll find? Does that understanding, uh, you know, because I think it's 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 easy for me to say that, but. I, you know, there's another piece of my brain that says, well, I think it will help them not be as offended if they, if they had an understanding of why I did what I did. If I, you know, if, if, if well, they understood why I did those actions, then maybe they wouldn't yeah. be as offended or as hurt. And, and that could come after. In other words, you could always ask, you say, I kind of like to share with you what went on for me. Okay. Would you like to hear it? I'm, I keep putting it back into their lap. Yeah, but it's not part of the that's apology where I want itself, the attention. though. Yeah. No. And if she says, or he says, you know, I, I don't care, I don't want to know, okay. Okay. That may be painful for you, but most of the time, if you've done this process, the, your spouse will say, you know, it's just not like you. What What happened? Yeah. Because by now they've been heard. Once a person's been heard, they get much more compassionate. Mm-hmm. And we know that when you start attacking somebody, they start shutting down anyway, and they stop listening when they feel attacked. So when they feel heard, they can open up. And when you deliver this kind of an apology and they start opening up to you, you might not have that 
that yearning need to explain yourself then because it, it's, you know. You, or if you do, it will be received much better. Yeah. Because you're not, it's not part of the apology. It's not, yeah, yeah, I hurt you, but, but I did it because. It's a yeah, but. Yeah. Right? Instead, by the time we go through all of this, let's see, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'd like to share with you what, what was going on with me, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, but, but first it has to be the apology, not the defense. Yeah. Because when you almost, it's almost as if, if you add in your defense within the apology, the apology mm-hmm. itself, getting back to the topic at hand, it's, is less genuine because you're, Correct. the apology is part of your defense, not part of Correct. your saying, I'm sorry. And your care for your partner. Exactly. Which is really what a genuine apology is. It's, it's, it's showing that you care. Yeah. And that you're remorseful, if you will. Maybe a big word for little things like forgetting to call that you're going to be late to dinner. But that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. And so the final step is the, is the classic step for any apology whatsoever is either make amends or change your future behavior. Okay. I mean, an apology is zero, zero worth if you don't back it up with action. And if it's a serious matter, an amend is often the most powerful way to apologize. Otherwise, just don't do whatever the heck it was again. That's sufficient. You know, and forgiveness is their side of the, of the story, which is a whole other podcast. A, yeah. But it's much, it's much easier for someone to forgive when they feel that they've been heard and, and essentially taken care of. Mm-hmm. And this is really the growth part of the apology. So you've mm-hmm. learned from that experience as opposed to, okay, I apologize. This was a fantastic, genuine, effective apology. Now I'm going to go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this that is... was great, Steve. <laughs> oh, boy. And you know what? More often than not, we don't do it again on purpose. No, we don't. And, and that's the oh. thing. Uh, you know, you hear these stories all the time, about, particularly in marriage, where it's a relationship that lasts for decades and decades go by and people still have the same complaints that they did 30 years ago and because and and it's not intentional right because change is difficult and i think part of it you know i i like to a lot of what i like to do is change perspective a little bit change the wording (laughs) i'm into politics Mm -hmm. and i can you know and i see how they will take something that is negative and turn it into a positive whatever and i think you know, try, rather than trying to change a behavior, you know, con- consider it like growth as a person, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a deduction of who you are. It's an addition. And I think that makes a difference when you think of it and frame it in your head that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. A shift in perspective is, is dynamite. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, this, I mean, I, this was, I, I mean, I, I, you know, Hopefully, I don't have to give a lot of apologies, um, but <laughs> when I do, this is the playbook that I'm going to run. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate the steps really quick here. So there's seven steps, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is how you listen with your heart. Uh, you first – the first thing that you do is not apologize. You refrain from apologizing. The second thing is that you listen to what the hurt party has to say. The third thing is that you do not defend yourself. Number four, you acknowledge what your spouse feels. Number five, you muster the courage and ask, 
Is there anything else? Number six, you finally deliver that apology. And number seven is you back it up with action. You make amends. There you go. And if we had to short form it, because it's hard sometimes to keep all that in your head, it's listen, acknowledge, then apologize. Perfect. Yeah, because, right, like a lot of those things are like not apologizing. If you just listen, you won't be apologizing. So you, you're right. You can. Exactly. That's the that's the Cliff's Notes what version. Moment. If you miss the, <laughs> there you go. if you're studying the for tweet. this last minute quiz. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. 40 characters. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, well, this was fantastic, Noelle. Um, I I love this. I love the the progression of our marriage course that we're offering through the podcast. Uh, we will eventually get to PhD level information here, uh, but this is this is great. Um, so we are going to wrap it up. Uh, but I want to thank you again for your time, Noelle. I always have so much fun doing these podcasts with you. So thank you so much. And I thank you, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everybody listening. First, I want to say thank you guys for sharing the podcast, listening to the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, rating the podcast. Um, it, it really is a great pleasure um, getting your feedback and uh, seeing us in the rankings of Stitcher and whatnot, uh, one of the ways you can subscribe to the podcast. So I just want to thank you for that. Uh, but I want to let you now know that you can go a step further and you could check out all of Noelle's stuff at her website, noellenelson.com. She is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. You can get this information at her website, noellenelson.com. You can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, all this information is on our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, uh, you know, you want to know, I don't know, pretty much anything. We are open. We, I mean, this, we do this for you. So let us know. Uh, you can send us a message on Twitter or Facebook or Pinterest or Tumblr, Instagram. We're on all of them. Uh, there's also a gigantic email button on our podcast page. So check that out if you forget any of this stuff. And of course, you can subscribe while you're listening to it now. Uh, but if you're looking for other ways to subscribe, we are on iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher. Uh, so you can find those and see which one you like best. And uh, yeah, that is going to do it for us. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody.